Hello everyone and welcome to Warford Weekly, your weekly EastEnders podcast, where this week we'll be discussing the episodes released on the BBC in the UK from Monday the 17th to Thursday the 20th of October 2022. I hope you are all well. I, I trust that you all are. My name is Alex and um, he hasn't been voted out yet. He hasn't left. He hasn't resigned. He's still here. It's Rob. Hello, Rob. How are you? Rob Truss. <laughs> Rob, we trust. Hello, Alex. How are you this week? I mean, honestly, if you're not in the UK right now, you must be having a good old laugh at us right now. I mean, what a mess. Honestly, what a mess. I mean, we try, we don't try. It's a complete lie. We don't try and keep our political opinions to ourselves whatsoever. Uh, but uh, in the, <laughs> honestly, just let me t- just 30 seconds of what a mess our politics is at the moment. Honestly, there are storylines. I realise there are storylines that have gone on longer than the Liz Truss era of uh, Prime Minister. You know, that, should that well, happen? Should that no. happen? No. Well, See, you're quite right, and there's been, and I looked up. I decided to look up to see, you know, characters that have survived longer. Jags Panasar. Uh, Jags Panasar I mean, was on EastEnders for longer than this trust. <laughs> Honestly. What does that say how about the gray, state? How many grey storylines could could how many like on this trust could you fit into the grey storyline really? 44. Oh, about five hundred yeah. million probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well. <laughs> there we are. Then, anyway, so glad, and I hope we're all keeping you over overseas entertained with our ridiculous politics, and all we can do is apologise. We're not all mm. like that, honestly. Look at me and Alex; completely sensible. We should run exactly. We Same should people. No, the, the, that that blooming cat should run the country. I'll tell mm. you that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Number ten cat, the chief mouse. mouse Charlie mouser. would make. Charlie would make a fabulous number ten pet, wouldn't he? Our cat, he would. He would, and he'd be the first black prime minister as well. So that would be a shock yeah. for half the nation. So there you go. Um, <laughs> anyway, politics, are you? UK? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, uh, but apart from that, uh, EastEnders is still going on, and uh, I, I, it is too. I say, and it yes. has it has been going very very well. Um, there was a small part of me that wished that they had put a little scene in this week um, <laughs> i wondered Thursday if they were going to i did wonder <laughs> but maybe next week maybe we'll be treated mm. next week um but yeah so there we go so that's the state of the uk right now but let's see what the state of the show <laughs> is as we discuss eastenders this week we'll be starting then with the panasars because i don't think there's any other place we could start quite honestly if they had a it is. They had a big story thread, big story thread this week. Um, and every single character was thrown into that pot. Nish, uh, Karat, Vinny, Ash, uh, Dr. Nina, uh, Stacy was joining. Jean came in at one point. Alfie was in, involved at one point as well with karaoke machine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nadine Doris, she she snuck yeah. in through the back. She... <laughs> but yeah, so basically the, the story are kind of kind of unraveling. Uh, the, the family are trying to uh, trying to get to terms with the fact that their dad uh, has the secret, but uh, that he murdered, but not perhaps on the terms that he said he murdered on. And he's adamant now that Suki convinced him to kind of not be too honest with the family because he thought that she thought that it would hurt them whether he's telling the truth we don't know but there was that scene obviously afterwards when he met up with ravi um and he kind of declared that kirat wasn't his son war. anymore and he did he did <laughs> war on his in his oldest son uh i think Vinny and ash are quite safe right now but, but poor karat karat feels like he's kind of losing his grip on his siblings isn't he and uh, mm. he he shared that concern with stacy because he also said with stacy that she's the only one who seems to understand and believe him right now but how long that lasts we don't know either but yeah a lot going on with them isn't I mean, there i love it i love it i love it now first of all we should address the fact that suki is in mumbai mumbai alec 
Mumbai. Yes, I know. I apologise. Not Dubai. Well, I just got Dubai on the brain. You hate it when we make mistakes, don't you? You hate it. You go mad. Petrol bombs thrown out of houses and everything. <laughs> you should so, see the state of the walls in this house. Oh, the doors have been kicked in. <laughs> um, honestly, this trust got less less aggro than than, than we did this week. Honestly, uh, so, <laughs> that's our last mention of politics. Uh, so um, yes, uh, what I am enjoying about this is obviously because Suki's away, and it's like I said last week, it's letting all sort of the other players of the storyline. Kind of step, kind of step forward because the Suki and Eve thing is kind of parked for the moment. And um, I like the fact that Stacey's clearly going to have a very big part in the storyline because it's been a while since Stacey's had something massive to do. So I'm glad that she's kind of getting involved in what apparently is kind of the show's biggest storyline at the moment. So that's exciting. Um, and I do like the fact that she is um, sort of kind of giving Kira advice from her own experiences of being in prison for murder. <laughs> kind of like, how has he got himself into this situation? Just surrounded by murder, mm. bless him, poor mm. Kira. Um, but yeah, Nish is sort of going around doing his thing. The Archie vibes are still there. I'm telling you now, this is going to be... They're dropping them. Like atom bombs, left, right and centre they are. Um, So yeah, where is this going to go, I wonder? Because um, at the moment he saw some kind of... The the kids at the start of the week, Kirat managed to persuade them and told them basically everything that that Suki had said, minus a few details. Uh, And Vinny and Ash kind of horrified by the idea that he murdered this man in in, in a jealous rage. Um, now, uh, the one thing about this guy is that Kira apparently kind of worked out who he was. It was a neighbour. So yes. all this kind of theory we had about it, was it a woman or was it... Is, is it no, he did exist, this guy. This all happened. So all of this was true. And Kira is sort of our uh, depend- dependable witness throughout, throughout that. So we know that this guy existed and that it was a guy. Um, so what... Because there's lies here somewhere. I know there's lies here somewhere. There's, Suki's told lies somewhere along the line, and Nish is obviously lying now. I don't know what those lies are, though. It's, confu- I, it's confusing, and it's, and it's kind of tickling at me, because I want to know what's going on. Which, which part is the truth, and which part is, yes. is being fa- fictionalised. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious that Nish and Suki are both desperately trying to get their children's trust and their love, and it looks like Nish seems to be winning. The only one he's not convinced yet is Kirat mm. um and that could have be uh, to his uh uh you know could be in, could get into a lot of trouble because he's not he's de- playing along exactly he's not playing along and uh, Ravi is you know there to step in if he needs to uh Ravi 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 is getting quite a bit of um information or uh pers- trying to be persuaded um from the other side by uh, Dr Nina to yes. try to kind of push the agenda with Suki as well because she wants Suki to kind of it looks like she wants Suki to kind of take the fall for the death of Randy. Yeah, she does. Now, there was, an, there was an interesting scene between Nina and Ravi this week. Um, Ravi, it, it seems now, is just being kind of pushed. He's feeling really pushed out by his own father, which mm. is now basically the second time this has happened to him because it's not like Ranveer was, was a particularly great father figure in his life anyway. So now he's lost him and now he's got this other guy who is basically using him as well. So Ravi's kind of feeling really pushed out at the moment. So that's going to cause him to lash out at some point. Um, but there was an interesting scene between him and Nina where they basically kind of spoke about what the plan actually was because i was kind of wondering like well what what exactly what is nina's involvement in this what exactly are they actually up to and it seems the idea was um that ranveer was supposed to die at some point it's not quite it's not happened a bit quicker than they were kind of predicting (laughs) as you do but they were stepped in a little bit (laughs) yeah a little bit but um nina's not in the slightest bit bothered she's planning on reporting ranveer missing this week and the idea apparently was to kind of get rid of ranveer at some point and then they could take the money that nina would have been owed as his wife and then kind of run off into the sunset Mm. together that appears to have been the plan 
Um, and obviously now Ran uh, Ravi is kind of getting himself a bit more emotionally connected to everything that's going on in the square than was originally intended. So intended to happen. Causing Nina problems. I mean, so, does Nina know like how how long a, a insurance claim takes? Because if they they're reporting that Ranveer is missing, <laughs> it takes years. Unless the police unless the police are convinced that Ranveer is, has died, um, there's no way that an insurance claim would pay out. Um, uh, so she could be, even in the world so. This is it. Do, do, see, this is it. But well, well, this could be a card that they could play, though, because then they could then kind of escalate it to the point that they then almost bully Suki into admitting that she killed him. So then the insurance claim could be that made. Yeah, so I'm maybe. wondering if that's that's the process that's coming to this. So perhaps Dr. Nina and Ravi will be there and they'll be like, oh, money, 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 can't wait to get it. And then they're told and then they're like, right, we need to take this up a notch. But I genuinely wonder how Nish would react finding out the news that Ranveer had died and that Suki is the one who's being accused of the murder. Mm. Do you think Nish would support Suki well, or do you think he'll take a step back? Uh, yeah, and, it, and it's kind of interesting because a, a lot of these sort of reveals are kind of being thrown out as a, kind of an almost a breakneck breakneck pace where I'm sort of kind of trying to keep remembering who knows what, what <laughs> you know, what, what's actually going on. Because it is quite a, kind of a big sort of metropolis of stories going on with the Panasars at the moment so it's kind of difficult trying to keep track of who knows what and why um Nish it was there was a sort of almost a throwaway line a throwaway line this week about the about um Ravi's mum uh and Nish and the fact that you know I think it was Nina who said something like well he can't have cared about him that much because otherwise he wouldn't have had an affair with your mother and thereby you wouldn't have been you wouldn't have existed so mm -hmm. that was kind of thrown into the pot this week as well um I think where this story goes from here is sort of Ravi um, sort of lashing out at people. He's obviously still really annoyed with Kira. He's kind of pleased that Nisha's sort of seems to have come around to his way of thinking about Kira. So that sort of war is now going to start between Ravi and apparently Nish as well. And he's going to start manipulating things. And the idea presumably now will be to kind of keep Kira out of the way because he's the only one that's kind of causing problems for them at the moment. So what I'm really looking forward to is when Suki returns and, and, and lays yeah. eyes on, on Nish for the first time, because she has no idea whatsoever that Nish is back on the scene at the moment. Um, so that's going to be fun. Can't wait. For well, that. no, she she does know that she does know that Nish was released because that's why she. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't. She doesn't know that he's in the square. Oh, that's true. That's true. Because yeah. yes, because um, Vinny gave him the safe house. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean that's yeah that 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 encounter is going to be great and. Mm dare i say would it be uh un unrealistic to hope for perhaps a two-hander between the two of them <laughs> yeah. it, probably it would be wouldn't it but yeah. it would be lovely I, I think that that scene would play out perfectly if mm. no one else is there to yeah. kind of interrupt them they, so, yes they can talk talk to each other i think it, it i think it will be they will, it, when suka returns it will be the focus of the episode and there might mm. be a few long scenes let's just pray for what we you know pray for the best <laughs> uh but yeah i'm really looking forward to suki returning and sort of uh the, the next stage of a story starting but yeah it was good stuff this week i'm, mm. I'm really enjoying this really liking it did you see, because obviously we've we've noticed or they've kind of played off the fact that Stacey and Ravi, there's that kind of Ravi's mm. definitely trying to make his way into Stacey's life to basically hurt yeah. Kirat. But did you see there was a little bit of a communication of chemistry between Nish mm. and Stacey as well? Do you think Stacey is off on her old tricks again? I mean, I start think Stacey's going to Stacey very soon with someone. Stacey is going to Stacey. Well, the thing is with Nish, it's either going to go in the direction of Archie or she, it's going to be sort of Max Mark Two, isn't it? Where mm. she kind of goes after the dad. So either way, it's Stacey's going to Stacey. Um, and I'm looking forward. To, I'm going to say, looking forward to seeing that play out because like, because Stacey hasn't had something really sort of big 
to do for for a little while so it's no. about time that stacy got herself involved in a big storyline and it's the best storyline on the show at the minute it's the biggest storyline on the show at the minute so there's no better mm. place for stacy to find herself i think so yay i agree i agree there's one other thing i, I just want to discuss with you i saw on twitter uh, there was a couple of people who said that the story seems to fall apart when suki's not involved in it did you feel that there was this the story was kind of lost no i didn't feel like it was i felt like the story kind of it, it found its thread quite quickly and throughout well, the week well, the, the thing is with this, because it's such a big story, because there are so many different characters involved in it. Yeah. Like diff you know how sometimes stories can sort of have a break for a little while and then kind of come back? The thing is, there's so many different characters involved in this storyline that elements of the story can take a break, but then other parts of the story can kind of step forward. So the massive sort of story machine itself never actually stops moving, which, mm. again, a while since we've had something like that to talk about. So it's it, the way it's all been kind of constructed and built is really, really exciting. So, yeah, mm. I, I'm really, I can't wait for to see what happens next yes yeah, same it is bloody good bloody marvelous lovely um <laughs> as usual if anyone has any comments they'd like to discuss about the stories comment below if you're watching us on youtube or if you're listening to us on spotify apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast apps you can get in touch with us on twitter at wolford weekly or instagram and tiktok with the same tag right let's get to the next story Next up, then, is a tiny, teeny, weeny little story. It's so small, small, smaller than the reign of Liz Truss. Yeah, uh, this discussion will go on longer than the, than the reign of Liz Truss. <laughs> and that's the last mention we'll do of this, I promise. Done, done, done. It's, it's, the yeah. it's the Baker story with Karen. <laughs> it's the Baker story with Karen. But because perhaps you could argue because of the current government, um, they're finding it very difficult to make ends meet. Uh, yes. They're working their little socks off. They're working very hard, making all the money that uh, they can make possibly in their 48-hour contract mm. that they've signed away so they can do more hours. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> Gosh, I don't know what's happened to me. And but they're not making any money. And there's loads of gigs are being cancelled. So Finley isn't getting any work. Uh, um, and Felix uh, can't, you know, isn't working extra hours. You know, all that kind of, mm -hmm. you know, very social issues right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's been decided that Finley and Felix will move out. But they had to uh, convince someone, uh, someone who was wearing Halfway's hat, incidentally, that oh, yeah. they didn't want to move in to uh, Chelsea's house. And they are now roommates with Chelsea and Whitney. But Whitney doesn't know yet. So presumably she'll Where find out. Where is Whitney? Where has she gone? They were just told that Whitney is away at the moment. She's got to see Bianca uh. or something. <laughs> Don't bother coming yeah, up with an excuse. Whitney's not here, right? That's all you need to know. Stop asking yeah. questions, for goodness yeah. sake. <laughs> they don't don't put the, the plot holes no. together just 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 That's ignore them but the it, it's fine to be fair it is fine because whitney because it's a nice surprise for whitney when she gets back um it will be a nice surprise are you, are you looking forward to this new house number yes. one albert square yes i am actually I, i'm quite pleased that felix and finley are sort of getting uh in that group because they were sort of mm. this is the thing the, the, the taylor's flat was becoming you know the, like the tardis you know, like you know that Slater's house does. Like, just throw anybody in there, and this whole this whole kind of one floor flat will squeeze all of these people in somehow, or two story flat, or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, I'm pleased that they're sort of getting themselves into a house. Um, this the whole theory we had about Grace House sort of kind of going away for a little bit and then having a new family or whatever moving. That's gone. Chelsea yeah, and Whitney apparently are going to stay moving in there, um, <laughs> and now they've got Felix and Felix and uh, Finley moving in as well. Which yeah, I'm excited because this means that um, it will give Felix and Finley a chance to actually start having some stories on the, of their own. They're in their own little unit now, um, and we've seen how Felix and Finley are working quite well with that sort of demographic of the square. You know, they've got they've got mates. Um, Whitney gets on with them absolutely fine, and she fancies Finley, so I don't think she's going to be that bothered when she gets back and finds who her new who her new roommates are. She likes Felix, no. and she fancies Finley, so everything will be fine, I think. But I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I am. Yeah. 
it's a nice it's a nice unit like you say it's and they're all of the same age range we haven't had that in a long long time mm -hmm. um you know me i like uh, young people in debt <laughs> sort of like yeah it sort of reminds me of like sort of the the arrangement they had with ben donna and jay and abby when they all lived together a few years yes ago. with the abby post-it note that yes. i'll never forget that storyline when abby was getting round up because they wouldn't keep they wouldn't have separate cupboards and then so they put post-it notes around the whole square <clears throat> yes i should never forget that storyline for some reason yeah um i think it will be a place i think whitney will feign kind of like a oh no boys but then kind of yeah finley will come out the shower with his top off and she'll just be like oh yeah boys <laughs> i forgot how much i like we'll them. Be happy everybody will be happy all right everybody's that's all happy i just fear for finley i just fear for finley that's why yeah. because as soon as whitney gets her little nails into people it's not even little are they talons whitney no. has <laughs> yeah. once you, you pin that guy to the ground and it's yes holds her, yeah <laughs> Wild I'll scratch your face off. I want those talents to be a thing in Whitney's character. From <laughs> like Tanya Turner in Football as Wives, just massive talent. Oh, that would be fantastic. Marvelous. Um, what's going to happen with Karen and Mitch though? Because now they're on their own in the flat. Uh, Bernie's obviously still there, but again, Bernie's kind of gone a bit like Bernie, get out of the bathroom. Bernie, you're taking too long in the bathroom. And that's that's kind of her place at the moment. She just, yeah, spends, sort of I think weird. she ate a dodgy kebab. I think that's what happened this week with Bernie. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, well, the, the idea with the Taylors seems to have been that it was kind of having more people in the house was kind of causing the money problems that they didn't. That they, so it kind of works out for them. So I, I don't mm. know, because obviously you have they, they're sort of floating this sort of cost of living crisis thing around the square a little bit. You kind of suspected that the Taylors at some point were going to have an aspect of that because that's sort of what they represent in within the show, isn't it? The sort of the, the, the working lower, class. Yeah, the working class sort of lower earners. Um, so it doesn't surprise me that they were involved in that. I don't know whether they will continue to be or whether they have just basically used the cost of living crisis as sort of as an excuse to move the characters around a little bit and then we might not hear from it again. I don't know. It depends. What do you, I mean, do you, I think that that sort of storyline could be a long runner. Do you do you want to see do you want to see a long running storyline where the characters are affected by that? It comes back to the discussion we've had in the past about sort of real life issues kind of in the news uh, affecting affecting soap characters. So do, would you want to see something like that going on long term? I was about to say the same thing because there was that huge discussion on radio and with us and like we would say like do, 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 we moaned about they didn't talk about COVID but should they have reflected that the COVID yeah. was actually happening other than the fact that they, people can seem to be walking like two meters away from each other all the time around the square yeah. i mean with a story like this i think it's quite important to show it um i you know it's i always argue it's meant to be a mirror on society soaps are meant to be obviously they have their ridiculous stuff oh, look at emmerdale week this week oh my god emmerdale week this week is just Flying it's like they put valium in them isn't Flying it caravans, really <laughs> we know about some stories but honestly i just they've just... put like three years worth of stories into this one, one week, week which block. you know an anniversary anniversary the sort of thing you should do mm, I, I think they've gone too far though flying caravan i mean honestly uh, there's so many cows things. chasing I mean, them <laughs> Cows, I didn't mind. I thought the cows were all right. Cows were good, and I thought the cows actually was quite. I'm going off a complete tangent here. I thought the cows were quite distinctly Emmerdale. Like not even Hollyoaks to squeeze a cow stampede into a storyline. Something you know, they try a flying caravan because the wind was so heavy in this storm that it picked up a whole caravan and threw it as a character. I don't know whether that's quite logical myself, but you know, that's just. I just had a problem that they had too much, too, too, too much in such a short space of time. It's like that's old they, and you can't handle too much stimulation at your age. I mean, that's that's true, but also they're like one of my biggest bugbears of soaps, and we both agree on this one, is the fact that they've kind of done so much so quickly, and the storylines last so short now that they kind of run out of ideas. And so, like, and with Emmerdale, they literally just proved the point by in one week done well what, four deaths. <laughs> like, like, something like that. Something ridiculous. But I was what, but I. 
I was kind of so watching bits and pieces of it on online and sort of thinking, you know, EastEnders aren't doing that. That's the one thing that EastEnders yeah, aren't doing. which is good, they're, which I'm proud. Don't do that, Chris Glenshaw. It's Glenshaw's will turn. I'll tell you. <laughs> turn. But they're more grounded in reality at the moment. This week especially mm. showed that they're completely kind of grounded themselves in reality for stories which we should discuss coming up. But, um, yeah, as long as they never go quite that mad, you know, because mm. I, think, I think it all just went a little bit Hollyoaks. And I'm not criticising Hollyoaks because Hollyoaks does... Hollyoaks does its thing, you know, and it works for it works for its audience. It's established Hollyoaks is firmly tongue in cheek, but I don't know whether sort of Emma Dale should be one of those soaps that are so that are trying to kind of do that sort of tone. I don't know. Um, hmm. Like I say, nothing to do with these tennis whatsoever. But if no, you want to talk about the Emma Dale anniversary, please stick a comment <laughs> in the section. Why? We'll join in. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Indeed. And also, uh, just to quickly circle back to what you asked me, which is about the yeah. cost of living. Whether we should talk about? It. Yes, yeah, I feel um, like this is a story <laughs> that they should talk about. And uh, there yeah, we but... go. <laughs> Anyway, next up is uh, our third story. The news is out then that Jay and Lola are dating. Um, Lola with her almost comically large box of ibuprofen that she had with her all day, all week this week. I did enjoy that. Really, isn't it now at this point? If anybody was in any doubt, I've got some friends who watch EastEnders and don't kind of pay attention to any of the spoilers. And one of them sort of noticed um, the brief kind of line about Lola having a scan when she went to the hospital. And I was like, was, is that something to pay attention to? I was like, well, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't discuss spoilers with you. You know, you banned me from doing that. And then they sort of was just like, yeah, the size of the box of, of the size of the box of ibuprofen, like a suitcase of ibuprofen that she's carrying around with her at the moment. It's sort of, yeah, something's going on with Lola, they said. And it's like, yeah, I'm afraid so. Um, oh, yes. Just Lola's getting bad headaches. Very, very Lots bad headaches. Um, and if this getting is wobbly, yeah, uh, a bit dizzy. It's and and every the... time, every time, every time there's a line spoken between Jay or Lola or anyone else, they say, "Oh, we've got the whole world." Green goes got, dark. Got... It's like a solar eclipse. Yeah. In... <laughs> <laughs> we've got all our lives ahead of us. Don't you all worry, Lexi. Your mum won't go anywhere. Jay and I it's are going to be together forever. She's going to be dead by Christmas. The way it's going with all this foreshadowing. I really, you. I know. Um, but yes, as you say, um, the, the secret's out about uh, Jay and Lola. That didn't last very long because Martin wanted to take uh, Jay out on a lad's night so they can meet lads, some women. lads, 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 lads. Um, and they met some quite they met some lovely girls uh, when they were out. And Lola wasn't happy about it because Jacob, Jay, Jay's a stud. I have a feeling that the writers have started fancying Jay because every opportunity they get now, Jay's even naked, or they're talking about what a banging bloke Jay is. Literally, uh, you know, they're they're obsessed. They they love it, and I'm I'm very full on here for this era of Jay being You're a stud. For it, yeah. I love Jay. I love Jay. Um, uh, so the secret is out now. Lexi, bless her. Um, it was very cross that she was kind of kept in the dark about this. Ben was loving it. You can tell, honest to, honest to God, that Lexi is Ben's daughter. They have so many similar personality aspects, don't they? They're little brats. Mm. They're self-entitled. <laughs> very demanding. <laughs> Lexi wants pony. She wants to be taken to Lapland. For, for what, exactly? Because they, they were trying to keep kind of make her happy. You know, it's well, that... because Lexi felt like she she wasn't she doesn't like kept being kept out of the loop. And it's her no, mum, no. isn't it? So she kind of... But it did feel like, for me, a bit like a Why? bucket list. Like a bucket list of things to do before you die. <laughs> yes. Yeah, possibly. Yes. We'll get a special episode film from Lapland where they can't Aww. afford it. Special they're guest appearance from Santa. Yeah, it would be nice, but they're just going to throw a load of polystyrene at the cast, aren't they? <laughs> 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 Snow machine, get them out. Yeah. Oh, bless them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, not a huge amount to discuss with this this week. I think this is now because, because of the sort of massive... Um, box of ibuprofen that is currently going around. It suggests that this story is going to start really kicking into gear in the next week or so. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
So Lola is presumably going to get a call from the hospital or fall over or something horrible is going to happen and then she's going to discover what exactly is going on with her and why she's been having these headaches. Um, and it's going to be sad. I'm sort of just sort of enjoying Jay and Lola being happy for the moment because... Well, yeah. That ain't Not lasting, lasting long, is it? <laughs> no. Do you think they're going to have time to... Well, you've been saying from the start about this sort of uh, Lola being pregnant thing. Do you think it's going to have, they're going to have time for this? Or do you reckon I it's going to kind of be know. quite Cause it, is, it, it does seem to be escalating quickly, doesn't it? Now, how ill um, is she? Well, big box of ibuprofen. Ill is she? You know, she's she's almost like she's rattling because she's got so many pills inside. Forty-eight of her. pack ill. That's how bad she is. <laughs> she is, and that's a lot. Um, she, yeah. Sorry, I just can't get over the fact that, that scene when she opens the door and she's just got that giant box of ibuprofen. She's like that. <laughs> Honestly, it's huge. I'm thinking about it. It's just so um, funny. It'll um, take her yeah. longer to get through that box of ibuprofen than Liz Trust was in power, and that's. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I, 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 I think that I don't think it's a Christmas ending. I think it might be a February ending because they, they tend to do big okay. things like that. So I think it would be nice to kind of drop it into kind of the anniversary week of EastEnders. That's mm. where I think. But I think I've I've kind of scrapped the idea now that she's going to have a baby. Yeah, this is, she ain't she ain't gonna still gonna be around in nine months time, is she? That's it's it's just we got that I've got that vibe. It's not gonna happen. I mean, I don't want them to rush through the storyline, and I don't think they will because mm. this isn't this isn't you know this is the era that we're in now. It's a it's a it seems to be so far, you know, famous last words. But it seems to be an era that sort of is quite happy to sort of take its time with stories at the moment because already we've got quite a few sort of long runners being mm. set up, haven't we? Um, so that is hopefully a good sign moving forwards. I'm not expecting it to be, you know, they'll still be around in a year. Ideally, I think something like this, I'd have her die like next Christmas or something like that. But it's not going to take it's not going to take that long, I don't think. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what well, happens. It's interesting actually you're saying about there, there being a lot of long stories because actually in reflection of what kind of looking back for the last kind of couple of months there's not been many kind of smaller stories all the stories have been long-running stories mm -hmm. if you think about it, the karen story that could probably run you know for a good few months this story is presumably going to run for a few months yeah and normally we've been so used and um kind of like programmed to like have one long story on eastenders and lots of just a little ones that kind of happen yeah. in that week Block storytelling, some people yeah. used to call it. Yeah. And so it feels, again, it feels like such a refreshing change that we're all both saying to ourselves, oh, I wonder how long the Panasar story, well, probably a couple of years, that'd be a good length. Oh, I wonder, you know, the story we're going to talk about Amy in a minute. That's going to be a probably a good half mm. a year, I would imagine. That'd be a long arc. You know, this story, I'm just three months perhaps then, if we're going to be, you know, realistic with that giant box of ibuprofen. Yeah. It's nice that we've got, it's nice that we've got that all that time. And it's nice, just as a silly little thing also to add, that at the end of the episodes this week, we didn't have one BBC Action Live number come up. Well, I'm so surprised <laughs> that we didn't have one. I, did, I know, I was shocked. I was like, oh, no, BBC Action Live, they don't care anymore. Yeah, <laughs> Go on, do your thing. Not bothered, not bothered. Um, but I, no, I think we will be getting them soon because mm. uh, it's interesting, actually, because we were talking about issue storylines last week and how it's been refreshing that we haven't had one for a little while. Um, we'll move on to a big issue storyline that's kind of coming up, but I'm not critical of it because it's so rooted in character. It's mm. not a sense. It's not a sense of this is the week we talk about someone having a brain tumor. This is the week we're going to talk about self harm, and that and that's your lot. This is something that's kind of they're, they're long runners, and they're actually putting the care and attention into it. Uh, and as we move on to the Amy storyline shortly, 
Um, it's such a relief to be able to say that I 100% trust the team to do, that we've yeah. got them to do this right. You know, it doesn't feel just sort of ticking a box. It doesn't feel sort of face value. Yeah, there we go. We talked about it. Honest, you can't say that we didn't. Um, it feels like they're actually doing the storyline properly and doing doing it a service, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is how it should be. So we should move on now to the Amy storyline. So as Rob had quite rightly said, we're talking about Amy's story now. Um, and he, her and Denzel uh, had the house themselves, were going to sleep together. Jack found out, <laughs> bit of a hulky type rage, slammed Denzel across, uh, across the room. Um, and uh, he then had to apologise for it. But then a few other threads then came along with it. Jack got thrown out of his house, ended up kissing Sam. That got uh, discovered by Denise. Denise then starts showing a bit of jealousy toward um, his relationship with um, Chelsea as well um, because he found Chelsea's bra. But that all gets explained away uh, as uh, as we'll discuss in a moment. But the most important story here is obviously the Amy Denzel story. Um, and, and, and front row centre of that is Amy, um, that she's mm. now... The school's found out. Um, I think Nugget uh, has kind of yeah. been leaking a bit of information. Um, she thought that Lily was the one, because Lily was the one who told Stacy that she found out that Amy had planned to have sex with Denzel, told Stacy, Stacy's passed on to Jack, and then that's where the whole ruckus yeah. began. Denzel um, weighs about one pound, I think, because the weight is thrown <laughs> across the room. <laughs> Lona's ibuprofen box is heavier than Denzel. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, 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 Amy's life has taken a bit of a turn now because the whole school yeah. has found out. She's constantly getting messages on social media. She says her whole life has been destroyed because of it. And that's led her down a bit of a darker path, one that oh, much ooh. darker than we first thought it was My going. My goodness, EastEnders. Mm. Ah, now then, this is a topic, isn't it? This is going to be a, this is going to be rough. Wow. Um, so, I mean, this, I had no, I did not see this coming whatsoever. And I want to compliment them first of all for signposting a really obvious story that we thought we just assumed was coming because we're smuggy standard stands that think we know everything yeah. <laughs> and we thought that this was heading towards teenage pregnancy storyline it seems so obvious and then at the last second they veer off into a very different direction um so fair play to that because i did not see this coming whatsoever i am surprised i'm not complaining but i am surprised that they didn't signpost this a bit heavier because sometimes what they do with something like this, these sorts of storylines that are quite triggering, it sort of warns that it's coming, which is understandable. And I'm not necessarily criticising them for not doing it. I'm just surprised they didn't do it in this instance. Apart from at the yeah. start of the episode on Friday, where we were suddenly given an, a given a warning that this episode contains themes about self harm, and it's kind of like what? 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 I know. What <laughs> I was really shocked by that announcement at the beginning yeah. as well. But like you, I'm not complaining that they one of my biggest bugbears, and I've said it on the show a hundred times, is that they hold our hand into stories. And I don't want my it's hand. It's never held been EastEnders' this. way, has it? It's, it's never been no, the way that EastEnders has done its thing. And I, what I've always thought that EastEnders hasn't kind of gone into this um thing that the ITV soaps do, where literally every episode of Coronation Street and Emmerdale that you watch has a pre-warning by the announcer saying this episode contains scenes that some viewers may find upsetting, some viewers... And every single episode, the soap seem to have that now on ITV. Like, all the episodes this week on Emmerdale have, have contained scenes of distress <laughs> that some viewers may find upsetting. I was distressed watching like, it! <laughs> have, you, have you been affected by a flying caravan? If you have, I mean, this episode's going to be very triggering for you. My mum has been chased by a cow. There's a story for you. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> 
they, it is realistic. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, Amy is apparently now um, going into a self harm storyline. No, <laughs> um, I mean this is huge, um, and I actually can't remember the last time soaps did a self harm storyline. I think probably the last soap was Hollyoaks because I think they had a fairly big self harm storyline not so long ago. Like I can't years. remember if Bex wasn't Bex self harming. She was suicidal. Suicidal. She tried to she tried to kill herself uh, mm. uh, over one night, um, and then sort of Sonia found her, and then she sort of went down a bit of a path with drugs and all that kind of thing. But it wasn't it, it wasn't addressed quite as sort of on the nose as this is going to be. Um, and this is it's scary stuff because. I mean, what this does straight away before before you even start talking about the kids is that it gives Jack and Denise a really big storyline to get yeah. their teeth into because you keep forgetting that these characters are married because we weren't we weren't allowed to go to their wedding. Oh, 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 oh. they're not married. They have a civil partnership because I oh, made that mistake. Yep, oh. <laughs> it was a civil partnership. They are oh, different. Right. <laughs> well, are. We should know. We should know to be fair. We should. We should um, actually. <laughs> so, but they, but this is great, you know, because Jack, Jack randomly had like two or three duff dust this week. When was the last time Jack had that big a week? I know. Um, again, sign of sign of the era that we're in. That the, the sort of characters that have been so quiet for so long. I sort you know, Jay's getting a big storyline coming up. Jack's now in the midst of a, of, a, of a big story. Just Sonya left to go. Bless her. Let's give Sonya. <laughs> <some story. laughs> yeah. Hashtag her. give Sonya a story. Give Sonya a big story. <laughs> go on. Nat Cast deserves it. Bless her. Um, but yeah, serious face. This is this is going to be big. This is going to be huge. Um, I have to say, I cannot compliment the the kids enough. Because I love all of I them. Agree. I, I agree. I'm absolutely by all of them. You know, yes, mm -hmm. Nugget's a little... No. Then. Nugget's a little git, but <laughs> very, I find him such a realistic young I, boy. I agree, actually. He's I had my doubts... Oh, I did sorry. have my doubts with Davinda or Nugget um, for a little while, and I, I, I vocalised them. I was a bit worried. I didn't think he quite fitted the mix. But actually, after this week, and he only was in it for a couple of scenes. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I, I did, but, but no, absolutely. Amy... Uh, Denzel, um, Lily, Lily, just powerhouse, yeah. absolutely, honestly, brilliant. Jeez. That oh. girl is going to be the next Lacey Turner, I'm telling you now. She oh, has yeah. got, I mean, I know it helps that she's related to Lacey Turner in real life, I think they're cousins, aren't they? But yeah, do you know what? She's fantastic. Mm. Um, and all of them are really selling this group that apparently has really come out of nowhere, these kids, haven't they? Like, they've sort of, we've sort of yeah. just sort of been introduced to them all quite quickly, and yet they feel completely like a completely legitimate unit that yeah. has been around for ages i have no issues with any of them whatsoever they're all really you know the characters are all really strong i love all of them um and they've this the show has done the impossible for me which has made young people non-cringe to watch and actually made them interesting to watch because let's be honest alex they had we, their are time. Too old, we are too old to understand their dialogue <laughs> most of the time aren't we I, streaming I. sick <laughs> One of them came. I think. I think. I think it was Lily or Amy or Lexi or someone came out of a line this week. I had no idea what it meant. Whatsoever. I can't remember what the line was, but I had no idea what they were talking about. And that often is quite awkward to watch for older people because because it also massively makes us think: Do young people talk like this? Is that the thing? Yeah. You know, I doubt it. But do you know what I don't with this lot? Apart from well, the parents streaming an argument, <laughs> I was kind of like, let's <laughs> do that now. Streaming their parents having an argument. Look what mum and dad are doing. <laughs> I think I that's the thing, that. isn't it? Kids want to document everything. To be fair, it's not the guilty for just kids. There's also mums um, on Facebook who like to do that too. They like to, yeah. or middle-aged white women on Instagram. They like to document yeah. every single little thing as well. But you know, it's just one of those things. Um, but but it's the way that young people are being written. I think mm -hmm. it's 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 there seems to be a huge leap 
I mean, mm. a few months ago, we were taking them, we were ripping a new one for the show at that scene when they were dancing in the park and Will was going, yeah. And, you know, and it was just, it was just awful. And from that to the dialogue the and to, to, to the dialogue and the, and the moments when they're on the phone and they're texting one another, that felt real. That felt it like is. I could see it angst there. Real. That's kids' the angst. Yeah, and th this is the thing, the kids' angst of it and how hard it is to actually be a teenager in this in this mm. modern day because actually what you've also got is the is the, is the the factor of online bullying with Amy because that is a thing that, thank God, that wasn't existing when we were at school because, you know, um, that that's a thing that's becoming more and more of, a, of an issue in modern-day society at the moment. So having so much pressure put on them by their peers to sort mm. of become sexualised quite early. You know the whole thing of i mean th that isn't even a thing from, from for now for nowadays when we were at school the pressure was you know everyone was, oh, i've had sex no of course i've had sex yeah i've had sex before you that's the thing it always has been and probably always will be um obviously now with the dawn of social media that becomes so much more amplified which is being so brilliantly demonstrated by this storyline in itself but then you've then got the issue that amy now has herself where she has begun to self-harm because you could argue, you know, I was sort of watching and thinking, has this kind of come out of nowhere? But then if you think about it, it really hasn't. Because think about it, and you could argue there's even elements of old Amy's life that could contribute to this. A yeah. Last week, well, I was saying that Amy's never had a a mother figure she, she she's always kind of just had jack and so i think mm. that's jack's kind of possession not that amy is a possession to him but he's kind of it's, it's his last you know what i mean it's his daughter he's he's mm. you know he's keeping hold of her um quite yeah. quite close and then like you know denise tried to be a mother to her and she kind of just kind of shrug, shrug, shrugged her off you know uh and and there's been others you know up to up to the male up to there you know when she was um having her first her first bra mel was the one who kind of took her there yeah. but then as soon as she gets that kind of that a mother figure it gets taken away from her again you know her her, her actual mum yeah she's know, at a rough uh, life roxy like, oh, so yeah. so so it must be so you're right i think that this, this isn't out of the blue for this to be no. for the character because she just must feel like that she has nowhere else to turn her she can't turn to her dad because her dad won't it's listen <laughs> and it, exactly it's jack branning all he yeah. cares he, he, he just he sees everything as in black and white and that's it there's no kind of merging grays in between and he just he can't see it in any other way and so to, yeah. talk to hurt him would be just shouting at a brick wall yeah exactly because jack's main concern isn't actually amy jack's main concern at this moment is actually roxy and not yeah. turning amy into and amy just not being herself he's he's, he's basically trying to sort of adjust her personality that she, so that he she doesn't turn into his perceived mm. image of what roxy was at her age so that's clearly having a massive effect on amy um she's like i say she's already getting all this all this crap from everyone bullying her online um constant sort of messages which you, it, i can totally believe is a thing i can totally believe that kids yeah. are going through this completely mm. you know the the dawn of whatsapp social media it's so hard to modulate um or moderate modulate moderate right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so this is what happens when old people talk about technology we aye, aye. Ooh, the oh, tick of the talk i remember in our day with smoke signals or the bullying smoke signals i used to receive <laughs> carrier pigeons sending me abuse all the lot um but uh, i mean yeah brilliant stuff um and yeah she's high she's now hiding there she's clearly now got cuts on her hands it's gonna be i mean it's gonna be interesting how far they go with this you know how are they gonna because this, this is the sort of story like you've got to be so careful with Oh, entirely. Um, which again, like I say, I think they will. I genuinely have absolute faith yeah. they're going to do the storyline absolute justice. 
because it's a big, big topic. It's a hard topic to discuss. It's exactly the sort of storyline that EastEnders should be doing because that's the sort of storyline that EastEnders is known for. Mm-hmm. Um, this seems to be, I would argue, Clemens's first big sort of issue storyline. And I we've been using the phrase issue storyline so disparagingly over the past year or so because they've been thrown at us with such regularity that they've sort yes. of lost all meaning. Mm. Um, you know, something like FGM, for example, which is such a horrific topic, you know, kind of... And they and breeze over weeks. it in a week, yeah. You know, yeah. appalling. But something like this, um, I don't think they will. I've This is going to be their first sort of tester with that. And at the moment, I have complete faith that they're going to they're gonna do it. I, you know, touch wood that I'm not wrong with that, but I don't think I will be. I think I've got absolute absolute faith in it. Um, this is going to be Ellie Dad, I think her name is, um, first sort of big scenes with, with Amy. Um, she's going to do a thing, completely showing, you know, all the prediction that you had all these weeks ago. Why Amy's been recast for a reason. This is the reason why she's been recast. So, yeah, fair play. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to it. But eek, as far as, as all eek I can indeed. say. Eek indeed. Just going to We're quickly just discuss, <laughs> going to quickly discuss uh, the story between Denise and yes. uh, Jack. Just just quickly, because um, I, I feel like there, there's a reason why they're kind of planting doubt in Denise's mind. And I wonder if the reason yeah. they're planting that is that in the later down the line that Jack will maybe turn to someone else because, I don't know, with this story kind of evolving, is this mm. going to be like Jack's going to like find it very difficult to cope with it as well and perhaps then find another shoulder to cry on? Would it be Denise's shoulder? Or is Sam just playing with Denise because she... You know, she liked, she's got nothing better to do, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I think there is an element of that. I think Sam is sort of just enjoying winding them up because she obviously still fancies Jack. And I think she's mm. sort of enjoying watching Denise sort of flounder around, sort of having doubts about her civil partner. Um, and I, I, I mean, I... <laughs> It's, it seems mad at the moment because, you know, I was quite happy to go into go into this discussion sort of talking about the mystery of who was sending Jack the messages and you know, have no idea what was coming on at the end of the week. Um, I was kind of initially a little bit disappointed that the sort of the mystery of who was messaging Jack wasn't sort of dragged out a little bit longer. I was kind of like, well, I was quite enjoying this. Like, what, who is giving, who is, it's like, it's, it's Roxy, when it's Roxy. It's the end <laughs> Back to the dead. Um, yeah. But, um, but at the end of the day, as soon as it was, it was Denzel, you kind of think, well, actually that wouldn't really have warranted a, a massive drag out because it's kind of obvious. Obviously, it's the sort of thing that Denzel would do. Um, so that's fine. Um, yeah, the the paranoia Denise is starting to have. It's it's not just been this week. You know, there was a scene um, last week or a couple of weeks ago where she was sort of yeah. where you know, Chelsea and Jack kind of made her raise an eyebrow. So mm-hmm. I wonder if this is going to be more about Denise and sort of like his, you know, her first sort of experience of being with a Branning brother because you know, like it or not, Jack and Max were brothers, and how much of Jack's yeah. Max's personality is actually in Jack. We've seen. <laughs> Jack throughout the years is just as bad as Max in a lot of ways. No, it's, it's like Sam mentioned. She went through all the Mitchells and now he's going through all the Foxes. It's, yeah. It's the, it's the branding way, isn't it? Yeah. Look for <laughs> the branding brand. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and, and I'm liking that unit as well. You know, Howie is sort of now, because I'll be honest with you, I was sort of, I had my doubts about Howie. I was sort of just like, mm, I don't know. I'm not convinced by you yet. But actually what I am now enjoying, now the yeah. kids now the kids have made this such a strong, such a strong unit. And uh-huh. Howie is now starting to have more of a use to me as a viewer, if you know what I mean, which sounds yeah. a bit kind of old. But what I mean is, like, his role as, as Denzel's dad is really working. Um, and it's going to be interesting to sort of see. Because a storyline like this, an issue like this, it can affect so many different characters. So that's going to bring all of the kids into play, all of the parents into play. Can't wait. Yeah, really, really mm. good stuff. Strong. Exciting stuff. Lovely. Well, yes. there we go. That was this week of EastEnders. And we have one email this week to discuss. So we might as well just go storming through it and get to uh, I Ain't Want to Gossip. 
and you know me, I ain't one to gossip. So as always, thank you for everyone who gets in touch with us uh, for the I Am Unto Gossip section or just to say hello. Just uh, yeah. hello, everyone. Hello. Uh, as I say, you can get in touch with us on our email, alexwolfreakly at gmail.com or robwolfreakly at gmail.com. And this is exactly what Life of Mustafa had done. He name. has written... It's a good name. He said, hi, Alex, Rob and Ben. I just wanted to give my thoughts of EastEnders recently. So we're firmly in the Chris Clenshaw era. And I think it's fair to say that there has been drastic change to the soap since he took over in July. The community spirit is back and things aren't feeling as rushed as they were. On the podcast, you've raised and you discussed Oates' overall improved involvement with the soap. I think it's clear now that Oates' involvement on the day-to-day -day running of the soap is actually less than we all thought. I say that because there was uh, there has been many notable changes to the soap. Even during her transitional period, caretaking era, you could see wrongs being rectified somewhat and preparing the soap baton to be passed on again. I do think that Chris was the breath of fresh air that the show needed. Even the Duff have that element of being on the edge of your seats again. I also wanted to flag up the speculation that I thought of regarding Stacey and the Panasars. When Nish went to Hope's birthday party, there was a moment where Stacey joyfully smiled and looked smitten with Nish and was chatting. And when he was chatting to Hope. Do you think this could potentially be another version of the Max Stacey and Bradley affair, but this time with Kirat and Nish? I think... I, I feel like Nish would do something like this as he clearly doesn't have respect for women. And I think whilst he's going to work to get Suki back, he'd be getting with Stacey at the same time. What are your thoughts? My goodness, there's a lot to uh, where, unfold where there. So where do we start? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I mean the, first of all, what you were saying about Kate Oates uh, and her involvement in it. I, I mean, this is the thing. We're never going to know exactly what. I've, sort, I've always sort of been kind of mystified by what, Kate's, what Kate Oates' role actually is in the soap. Like, what does she actually do? What is her job? Because, yeah. um, you know, people have said that... Um, you know, there was a, there's been a distinct difference between the Johnson era, Kate Oates's individual era, in between, and then Clenas's era. Obviously, Clenas's era we are really loving at the moment, and everything's and everything's going marvelously. Um, and we were somewhat critical of Johnson's era. You know, we had a few things to say, uh, um, but the Kate Oates's name has kind of been a constant throughout all of that. So I don't know. I I never know sort of how much credit to throw her way and how much sort of disdain to throw her way in that kind of. In that yeah. kind of no, I never I never know. I, I, I must say, I must, I do notice, I had noticed when York and the Oates, uh, sorry, York and Sen era, the transitional period, I noticed there was a Kate Oates moment there. And I did notice it when uh, Sen and uh, Klenner's uh, bit, there was like a month or two there as well. And I did spot that too. Mm. It, but I spotted it more just because it didn't feel like anything was happening as, 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 as Mustafa had quite rightly said it felt like it was a caretaking it was like just mm. doing the motions doing the right things for that time but whether see i wonder how much I, it depends on how the actual executive producer is doing because i feel like sen had a little bit more help than perhaps what Clenshaw seems to be getting because it just feels <laughs> yeah because it feels it feels like that especially near the end of Sen's era that everything was just kind of being tidied up mm. in a very oatsy way um but with Chris like it, well, it feels like this is well just kind of like we're finished <laughs> I don't know it's difficult to describe Kato's because if you if you have to you basically say like a lot of people say like what she's done on Coronation Street, she's kind of carbon copied on EastEnders. And it's like the way she kind of like 
the Grey story, for instance. So like, you know, yes, that last week, it felt more Oats than it did Sen for me. We don't know. Because it, well, it felt, because of, of what she did with the, um, I forget the serial killer's name now on Coronation Street and how his final Pat week. Phelan. Phelan, yeah, Pat Phelan. How, how his final week, it felt, I rewatched those again um, recently and kind of the, every now and then I kind of thought to myself, this feels very much like Grey's last week. If that makes yeah. sense. So it's like, it, it's it's one of those things that it feels like Kate Oates, but I can't quite say why it feels like Kate Oates, if that I makes think sense. I think there is an element of um, sort of we, because I, th I think what happens with fans in different era, the Uber fans, I mean, you know, the ones that pay attention to the credits like we do, the mm -hmm. weird ones. Uh, so, <laughs> um, you know, we there, there's a temptation, I think, to sort of say, if, if, you, if you didn't like a certain era, it's very easy to sort of say, well, that rubbish part must have been due to them and that great bit must have been due to the mm. next guy who came along. Mm. And actually, it doesn't work like that in a lot of ways. You know, TV is a lot more complicated than that. TV production is a lot more complicated than that. You know, if you a good example of that is the Taylors and the fact that their name apparently was first being floated around the writer's room in the Dominic Treadwell Collins era, but didn't actually come into play until Sean O'Connor's era. So mm. all of these things, you know, it's they sort of... The, 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 it doesn't necessarily mean that everything is so sort of segmented into this was this was Johnson, this was Kate Oates, this is Chris Clenshaw. Mm -hmm. So it's it's difficult to know. All right, it's I it, I all I have to say is that I I think it's whatever is going on in the production team at the moment, it's ten times better than it was, uh, and everything's great. Uh, and you know, yeah, there's probably still issues that some people will want ironing out. You know, and will anything ever be perfect for anybody? Who knows? But I I, th I I think that it's you know Kate Oates whatever she does <laughs> I don't know how yeah. much involvement she has at the moment <laughs> because there has been such a noticeable change in the you know even from With the first week of Chris Clenshaw it was kind of like oh yeah. this feels different this feels yeah. very different which I which is the theory that I've always <laughs> <laughs> uh, no I totally think I I totally think that I yeah but I totally think that Chris Clenshaw is an absolute notable difference um mm. it just always reminds me of a quote and I I've, I'll never remember <laughs> that where, um it was an it was an old executive producer and they basically said that you need to leave a soap like a train set yeah. basically you get given a train set you look after it, you take care of it so that the, the next person who inherits the train set has a complete train set. And I think that there's been, there's an argument there that, 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 that the train set wasn't quite left in quite the state that it should have been left when Chris Clenshaw took it. And um, I think that Kate Oates did a pretty decent job at kind of mending the track along to Chris Clenshaw. But I'm not taking anything away from what Chris Clenshaw has been doing because so far honestly it's a just a, it's 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 the show that you want to watch and yes. it's showing as well now people are talking about there was on the front cover of what's on tv this week these yeah. hasn't been on the front cover of a tv magazine this is a very Ages. uk centric thing i'm afraid anyone outside the uk probably won't understand <laughs> TV guide in America. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but yeah, the, the EastEnders hasn't been on the front cover of that for years. Absolutely years. And it used to be, it used to be, a, it used to be on there pretty much, if not every, every week. week, every other week. Yeah, there'd yeah. be a picture of like a, a big story that's happening. And it was on there this week. And it honestly, it caused a frenzy on Twitter. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, what's happening? Yeah, what's happening? And and look at the NTAs. Like, you know, it was getting a huge pop, EastEnders. Like, it's, I, well, I, I would it's, argue bigger won, pop than a lot of other soaps. It, it, won, it won Best Soap at the Inside Soap Awards, which which, which, was, which was last week. You know, it did mm -hmm. really well at the Inside Soap Awards. Emmerdale won the NTA. Um, but, you know, Emmerdale's in its 50th year this week. I was going to say, so I feel like there's a bit so of... 
So I'm sorry to say ITV bias in that one. You have no proof of that whatsoever, Alex. You can't no, I haven't, but I feel like it is. Of love, all right? You can't prove that whatsoever. Um, possibly. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, I'm having a trouble. moment. Think, but what I do, yeah, but what I do, actually, with regards to awards, what I do think is if EastEnders keeps up in this vein uh, that we're in at the minute for the next year or so, they are going to have rewards, all the awards, as I, as we like to say, all, all the, the awards. awards. They will be coming. They will be coming. Um, yes. Yeah, so, and then the other point of that email was Nish and Stacey, and something that we do know what we're talking about. And, <laughs> um, I think you might be right. You know, that I think what there's a good point made in there about what Nish's attitude is towards women, something that he clearly shared with uh, Ranveer in that regard. Uh, and it's possible because I think he, he it, both Ravi and uh, Nish are sort of aiming to hurt Kia, right? Stacey is going to be the obvious thing to go for. And is she more like a big Nish wouldn't know her, his history with Max and saying that he has much as chance as, as Ravi has, yeah. quite frankly. <laughs> but I, I think he will, uh, Ravi is now going to be used as a sort of pawn in Nish's. Nish's mm. um, game, isn't he? So well, that's true because Ravi could be kind of, as you say, manipulated to kind of buy Nish. I think that's kind what, of. I think that's what's going to happen yeah, here. I think, yeah. what, I think where this is going with Nish and Ravi is that Ravi is going to be thinking that he is sort of all, you know, know all and kind of is part of part very much part of Nish's plan. Whereas I think that what actually is going to happen is that Nish is just going to use Ravi throughout the entirety of the process. And I think what. If we do end up going into an era of uh, who killed Nish, which long term is my prediction for where this might end up in a couple of years' time, if Nish is still around in a couple of years' time, is that Ravi will be very much responsible for that. He will be key. I'm gonna be, I think Ravi's going to be one to watch over the coming months and years. Oh, absolutely. Really yeah, really yeah. There we are then. So thank you very much for watching. That was another week of EastEnders. Oh, it's so good to be talking about the show in such an excitable way as we are that we are at the moment. Chris Clenshaw, mwah, mwah, mwah. love you. Um, so uh, any comments or questions that you have for us, you can shut your face. Don't look at me like that. I love, it. I love my cleaners. Watch out, Chris. Get the straining order out. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be on my wall. I'm going to have the cleaners calendar this time next year. You wait. <laughs> I don't know if there's 12 pictures of you online, but I'd probably find them. You'll find uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, before I get myself arrested, uh, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at Walford Weekly. You can find us on Facebook at Walford Weekly Podcast. On YouTube, don't forget to like, subscribe, and click the bell to get notifications about our spoiler videos. And you can find us on Apple, Podbean, Spotify, or any of your favourite podcast sites, just like the life of Mustafa did. Contact us on Rob Walford Weekly at gmail.com or Alex Walford Weekly at gmail.com. Ah, um, this is my last podcast as a 34-year-old. It's my birthday on Monday, so... Um, oh, I forgot to mention, that's my bad. You, yes. you horned it in for, for yourself. Yes, <laughs> right. birthday, Rob. I'm Don't forget all to tell... horrified and deeply hurt that you didn't mention it throughout the entire hour of this podcast. I'm sorry. Do it yourself. I'm sorry. That's what this but is we... saying. I've got to start writing birthday cards to myself and everything, <laughs> clearly. Well, you can have a party as long as the reign of Liz Truss, can't you? You can It'll have be longer 44 than that. Day. <laughs> you hang over, bless her. Party gave oh. you nothing compared to Rob's birthday, I'm telling you. Nothing whatsoever. So until then, until I next see you as a 35-year-old, <laughs> I could see the midlife crisis just coming on the horizon, honest to God. <sighs> it's goodbye from this old man. And it's goodbye from this young, sprightly old fella you over here. You wish. You wish. See you next <laughs> week, guys. Bye. Bye.